All right, welcome to episode 72 of the Illini Basketball Podcast, of course, uh, October 26th. It's a Tuesday, and we're doing our season preview show a little earlier uh, than we usually do, I think, in terms of when the season starts and the date between now and then. But uh, before we get into that, we got a lot of other things to cover. I also wanted to show this and give a little shout-out to uh, the Illini football team for not completely sucking. Us. <laughs> they, they tried to find every way to lose that game, but hey. They found a way to win. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, things are looking uh, up for Bielema in the in the game. Yeah. So the uh, the the team looked, you know, not bad. They, they looked their defense looked good, and, and they could uh, run the ball. They were running the heck out of the ball. They just need a quarterback that's not completely terrible from <laughs> transferring from Rutgers or Useless. whoever else they got there. It's just not working. Yeah. I think maybe Juice Williams, if he has any eligibility left, that'd be cool. Um, you think but, you know, bring him back? I mean, honestly, why not? I feel like – I miss hearing that the juice is loose. I'm not going to lie. Well, he was one of those guys that didn't suck, so people like him, and I agree. <laughs> but, um, yeah, shout-out to them. They actually did something. I'm sure they'll lose out the rest of the season, but whatever. That's like I, the only time we're going to talk well, about Well, they got to win three of, the, three of the next five or something, and they get in and a What's their game? record right now? Three and five? Three and five, I believe. How many games? Wow. Did that be four games left? Four. They got to win three of the next four, and they're going bowling. Yeah, I guess six and six in the Big Ten will do it. Um, yeah. Well, you know, that's what it is. Um, but let's get into the actual team, right? The team that I mean, a few years ago, the few years ago, you could say that they're not the actual team, but um, sure. let's do that. You know, uh, the Illini basketball squad will be playing a game in 14 days. Yeah, technically, so, they played an exhibition game. Well, who cares? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, it, it was still nice to see them out on the court. And people at the State me. Farm Center, people actually in the – the farm, you know. Yeah, I mean that's cool. See. And and the announcers on the Big Ten Plus thing didn't completely. I mean, I don't know student announcers. Last couple years ago, when there was Nickel State on Big Ten Plus, those announcers were horrendous. Yeah. I don't know who they were. I mean, it's a hard job, but come on, you're doing basketball. It's not that hard. Like yeah. the only hard sport is uh, football is kind of hard, but hockey is extremely hard. And, um, you know, I'm just saying. you can't see the puck, obviously. Well, also, like, you know, gathering the information, especially radio. If you're doing radio, I mean, you got to know all the names and stuff. And it's like, you know, uh-huh. Koyovalev to, you know, another name that's confusing. I just yes. made that name up. But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Finnish, Swedish, the, the whole deal. Wherever there could be some players come from. Any, any country, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into Illinois basketball. How about that? I think we should. I mean, it's been three minutes of pretty much nothing, but uh, we got a lot to cover here. Some some rankings, some yeah. predictions, uh, other things, you know, draft projections, watch party schedule, the whole deal. But preseason rankings is where we begin, and I think that uh, a little bit more of a mixed bag than last season. I think there's a little bit, you know, some people not sold, some people sold it. Yeah, it kind of wavers anywhere from uh, Sports Nation came out, I believe, yesterday and had Illinois three pretty pretty lofty. Um, My brother actually texted me this this morning to see if I saw it. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, I guess if you think that Illinois is the best team in the Big Ten and you believe that, I could see how you could have them up there in the top five. Um, I think six to ten is probably a good spot for them. the AP poll, of course, had him at 11. Uh, the coaches poll had him at 17. So uh, I, I think that 
the the absence of IO has some people wondering if they're going to be good enough um, or as good as last year. If you ask Curbelo, he thinks they're going to be better. Um, but uh, we can run down these. Uh, Rostein, what's he do? 45, I think. Yeah. Uh, he has Illinois at eight. Um, and I did put last year's numbers in just so people could get a, a glimpse of, you know, the difference. Uh, Rostein had Illinois at seven last year. Uh, two, four, seven. Illinois comes in at 13. Last year, they were number six. Uh, Jeff Goodman has Illinois at 13. Last year, he had him at eight. Uh, CBS Sports has Illinois at seven. And uh, last year, they had him at six. And uh, Andy Katz has him at eight. Like I said, Sports Nation has him at number three. And then there's this other guy on here. I'm not, who's that? Oh, that's me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had to throw myself on there because you know it's it's we're, we're trying to get Absolutely. as many rankings as possible to compare. So I, figured, you know, I do have some sort of um, very little credibility, but I did do it last year and this year, and I feel like that's pretty. Yeah. You know. So Ethan stuff. Ethan has him at number nine. Uh, yeah, I had him at six last year, which I think nine's fair. fair. I think Andy Katz being fair here most of the time he's a clown, but you know I agree. Um, and you look at the A people. Uh, so Michigan is six. Purdue seven, Ohio State 17, and Maryland's 21. Um, after that, yeah. you know, we talk about how top heavy the Big Ten's gonna be. After that, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I like I said, I think eleven is fair enough until these guys are out playing and you see, you know, how how they do on a court. <laughs> I don't think any of these matter. Um, I know that Ant Wright, who I, who you're a big follower of. Um, he said it does matter for recruiting purposes how you come in in the preseason because every school has shared, you know, ranked in the top 25 or whatever. And I get that, but um, does it matter for the actual basketball season? Not really. So. No, uh, here's the thing. The more and more I look at this uh, from a Big Ten perspective, and I have a lot of things to say about the Big Ten and what I think about it. I've actually evolved – in a lot of the ways that I think about the Big Ten going into this season over the last few weeks, looking into stuff for Friday's show that we're doing the uh, full college basketball preview show. But I'll save a lot of that for then. But I just think the more and more I look at the Big Ten, I think that people are wrong on a lot of these teams at the top. I think Ohio State's better than most teams think. Uh, I watched that Archie Miller Big Ten preview. He had them at number one, and I don't completely disagree with that. Purdue, I think, is consensus number one going into the season. Like, I don't – a lot of the reason that people think Michigan's going to be good is a projection. Like, they have a lot of freshmen coming in. They have a new guard. Mike Smith's out. They're bringing in another transfer guard, Devontae Jones from Coastal Carolina. He's good, but is he going to translate to the offense the way that Smith did? I'm not so sure about that. So, I think a lot of it is based off of projection. And I think the teams that we know is – Purdue is the number one team that we know because they have every starter returning. They have the best front court duo – from starter and on the bench, Edie and Williams. So I think that we know a lot about Purdue. Maryland's the same thing. Maryland, I think, is overrated at this point. Um, they're a team that's also a lot of projections. They lost Morcel. They lost Wiggins. So they have, you know, I mean, let's look at Fats Russell, Rhode Island transfer to Maryland. He's a good player, but he's also a very low percentage, low efficiency guy. He's coming into the Big Ten. I feel like that's not going to translate as well as people think. So I think that the AP poll, like you said, doesn't matter. But I also think that having Michigan ahead of Purdue, I think, is a little ridiculous. Yeah, um, and I, my, I guess my biggest thing is we saw how Illinois played last year without Io, so it's not like they can't. I, I know that teams will probably 
change up their defense. A lot of teams were IO heavy. Uh, maybe Michigan didn't have any clue what to do without without having to guard him on the court. Um, but I felt like I feel like this team plays so much more like a team. Um, you know, just watching that St. Francis game. Uh, I know St. Francis. It's not. You know, it is what <laughs> it is. But just the way that they move the ball and and the way that Curbelo can run a court. I, I could I can see how you know some like Sports Nation can have Illinois at three. Um, it, it does make sense, but again, until they start playing games and you start seeing matchups, uh, we don't we don't know um, until until they start playing teams that actually matter. So, and, and I don't think we'll get that till we get to Marquette. So, um, I would actually like to see who Goodman had as the 12 teams ahead of Illinois. I'm very interested in that. I wonder, because I feel like I was listening to him on part of that because he was on the thing with uh, Archie Miller and Robbie Hummel, which you can call Robbie Hummel a hum, uh, a, a Hummer. What? You can call Robbie <laughs> Hummel a, a Homer all you want. But uh-huh. Purdue, he did have Purdue number one, which I agree with. I just think that Purdue is the best team. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I, I'm trying to find his rankings. Here. His rankings, uh, top Top what you want twelve Gonzaga one Texas two Villanova three Kansas four UCLA five I like UCLA at five I think that people are really high on yeah. UCLA right now I agree um, just from what happened in the tournament but um, Purdue at six Memphis at seven Baylor at eight Michigan at nine Kentucky at ten Arkansas at eleven Oregon at twelve. So he's doing a lot of the uh, projecting type yes. stuff yeah. because Memphis at seven is a joke, but it's fine. <laughs> you know, do what you want. I just think, I think people need to be more transparent on what they're basing their rankings off of for the most point. Like, sure. are you projecting what's going to happen? Are you looking at the team on paper? Are you considering anything they did last season? Cause I think if Purdue was better last season, they'd be ahead of Michigan. Yeah, I think that's a big factor. And who did Michigan like Michigan lost a lot outside of Dickinson and Johns. Like, they lost Livers, Smith, Wagner. They lost a lot. So I think that's a big factor here. And I think Illinois being as good as they were, losing Io is the reason that they're still top 12, according to almost everybody. Right. Um, His preface into this is, it's always challenging to do early preseason top 25, but this year it's tougher than usual with the incredibly high turnover and also the fact that we didn't see the freshman class on the AAU circuit a year ago. So, so why is Memphis number seven? I don't know. Their entire basis of their team is on whether freshmen are going to play well or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's questionable, questionable for sure. Like I can't really get behind the narrative of Memphis over Houston yet, but we'll get into all that stuff on Friday. Just a little preview for everybody. Cause we're going to send it, flip it around, reverse it to the preseason awards. Oh, yes. I yes. pretty much nailed that transition. Okay, that you know, was almost perfect. You, you lost me for a second, but I, I get what you did there. Good luck. I, I tried my best, and I <laughs> flipped it around. You know. Um, as expected, uh, Kofi Coburn is on the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar list for uh, number one center in the nation. We'll see how that goes. And then uh, he is the second Illini in a row to be uh, preseason All-American, along with Colin Gillespie. Johnny Juzang, Drew Timmy, and who? 
Trace Jackson Davis. I didn't know people were this high on him. I knew everybody <laughs> liked him, but Jesus. I mean, maybe I should reel back a little bit from what yeah. I said a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He's good. It, I just it's funny don't. because after you had that rant, like I was on Twitter or something, and every like there are a lot of people that agree with you though, too. That he's good. a stat patter and yeah. So show me. I don't think he's a bad player. I just think that Jesus, right. like there's other I would put a freshman on this list over yeah. him. I would put Paolo Boncaro from Duke. Duke. Or Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. Do uh, freshmen's make all American teams? I feel like the the top two freshmen every year, everybody's so high on them that right. you'd think that it would happen. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's confusing, you know? Yep. I, I guess just because you don't you haven't seen him play in at the college level. So yeah, hey, and win, might win freshman of the year. But I like that they put Gillespie on here because I think that a lot of Gonzaga or a lot of Villanova's success depends on him. And if he returns from the knee injury properly, I mean they're gonna yeah. be really good. So I'm glad he didn't get snubbed. And Juzang, great player, but maybe calm down a little bit. I think a lot of that's based off of the tournament. Yeah, NCAA tournament. He Absolutely. was a Kentucky reject, if if people don't forget that. He was a <laughs> Kentucky reject. He was not good at Kentucky. Well, of course, know, I don't think he was used What did Kentucky do last year? So Kentucky was bad last year, yeah. And I think a lot of people, once again, doing the whole projecting thing. Sure. The only team that has a lot of unknown talent and a lot of players that we don't know if they're going to actually be good or not is Duke. But – there's a uh, there's a rule around this. You can get around that with Duke projecting. It's Coach K's last season. There's no way in hell they're not winning the ACC. I agree. That's kind of yeah. So there you go. You can get I'm around that with you on that. So, uh, Curbelo it was named to the Bob Cousy list for uh, best point guard in the nation. So we'll see if Illinois can uh, win back to back Bob Cousy awards. And then this one, I, I mean, it doesn't mean a whole lot, probably not. But Trent Frazier was voted on by the fans as defensive player of the year. So in the entire country. Yeah, I believe so. It's a tough one. There's a lot I, of good defenders. I mean, it was Fox and well, I think it was Fox. Sports. Yeah, you know, Illinois wins all those. Yeah. Illinois. Yeah, Illinois mean, fans are crazy on Twitter. So I yeah. see. Illinois, I saw Illinois fans freaking out. Well, I guess we're part of that. I saw other Illinois fans <laughs> freaking out about, uh, I think the CBS sports, Mm-hmm. Their little panel they have for all the conference previews. Three of them had Illinois at three, and one of them had them at four. I mean, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's really not. The only thing that I can't get behind is it seems like the far majority, for some reason, has Michigan preseason ranked ahead of Illinois, and I just don't agree with that. It's a lot of projecting, you know? Like, the players that returned, Kofi is better than Hunter Dickinson. That kind of cancels that out. Illinois returned almost everybody else outside mm-hmm. of Iowa and Adam Miller. So I just I don't know. It's a lot of turnover, and I think and, people have a little more trust in Juwan Howard than they should. He's yeah. a good coach, but and, and I mean, you know, losing Miller, you know, I think that hurts more on the defensive end than it does on the offensive end, especially the way he was used. So, so um, but you know, Plummer's a different different type of defender that I think suits Illinois a little bit better. Yeah, because he can get steals and transition. I mean, they're not going to be as good in transition as they were with Io. Oh, but yeah, because it was give it to Io and just let him get downhill. Now you give it to Curbelo, and there's probably like a thirty percent chance he's going to throw it away. <laughs> so hopefully that True. gets fixed. Did he? How many? How many jumpers did he make? Just the one three on on. He was win? one one for three from three. Um, I, I'm not sure his full. 
his full stat line. I can probably well, find as it. we transition into that exhibition yeah. game, another Absolutely. perfect transition. Uh, I did say 102 to 51. A little too much respect yeah. to St. Francis. Almost yeah. nailed the Illini podium. Yeah, I think you were disrespecting Illinois' defense personally, but. I mean, I thought that they would kind of just mess around in the second half. and Well, know. I mean, they kind of did. I mean, you, you kind of look at these lines and you go through them and, you know, Frazier had 10 points. He was one of six from three, which you don't like to see. Which uh, St. Francis is this? Because there's like 30 Illinois. of them. Illinois, the one they, play, they play another St. Francis they, in the yeah, regular season. Pennsylvania. I That's the real one. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, like the ragtag high school team. Yeah, high NAIA, school, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you probably could have played for him. Probably, yeah. I'd probably yeah. be making like twenty threes a game. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Trent had ten points, uh, three assists, six steals. So his defense was really good. Um, I, I think he had like four in the last five minutes of the first half. Um, Curbelo, eleven points, five assists. Uh, see, and this is the five turnovers against St. Francis. So not good. Got to clean that up. Um, he did have one of the best passes I've seen in a long time. Uh, Half-court bouncer through four people to Hutcherson. Um, and he made a three. So uh, you got to like that. Uh, Kofi also made a 15-foot jumper. So extending his game a little bit. Uh, will he be able to do that over Hunter Dick- Dickinson? I don't know. But um, 14 points, six rebounds for him. Uh, DeMonte, three points. I think he went one of three from the three-point line. Uh, there was a quote out there, Underwood said, I'd like Williams to shoot more, even if that drops his uh, three-point percentage down to 40%. So, um, <laughs> Grandison, uh, four points, four rebounds. And that was your starting five there. Uh, I think we all kind of knew it was coming. Um, and I think we'll, we're going to talk about rotation stuff a little later. But, yeah, Frazier, Curbelo, Grandison, Williams, and Kofi uh, are the starters as of right now. I think the big big guys um, that kind of showed up in that that everybody wanted to see was Hutcherson and Hawkins. Um, Hutcherson had 14.7 rebounds. Uh, he was 5 of 5 from the field, and then he missed his last two shots. Uh, Hawkins, 13 points. He was two or three from three, five rebounds in only 12 minutes. And then, uh, Plummer, Goody, Podzimski, Melendez were just kind of there. I don't think they really showed anything amazing. Um, they, I think they all made a three though. I don't know if Goody made a three, but pods hit one. Melendez hit one. Plummer hit one. Um, but Goody has been the freshman coming off – or is the freshman that came off the bench first. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. Um, once again, Illinois struggled from the free throw line, shooting 62.5%, and they were 8 of 23 from three. So got to clean up the shooting, the free throws. And uh, Underwood got mad when he should, um, when, when guys weren't doing what they should, uh, boxing out, clearing out. So – Nice, fun little exhibition. It, it, you know, you got to see the the guys on the bench that are usually playing, cheering for the guys that you don't usually play. Uh, Lieb got some minutes in there. Uh, your boy BBV got some minutes. So, yeah, I uh, <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. Not 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 many thoughts. No. Um, <laughs> I 
one thing that as the years go by, you know, years really do, they, they fly on by, but um, mm-hmm. I, in every sport, I dislike the preseason or the exhibitions more and more every single year because it's like so boring and means nothing, you know? Sure. But in this case, there were some new faces, you know, you wanted to see what that looked like and you wanted to see if Curbelo would turn into um, – to make a quick hockey reference, um, Curbelo turning into Colton Pareko last season for the Blues, which means yeah. Curbelo mm-hmm. stepping into that number one role okay. and failing yeah. something that Pareko did last year. Let's hope that Curbelo doesn't do that. But he scores uh, rebounded now. But uh, we'll see if he can step into that number one role as the number one guard. And I text you, I did find it interesting. And I don't know if it, they'll ever have this moment um, during the regular season uh, when Trent and uh, Andre were on the bench – Hutcherson was the point guard. So, um, I mean, what is he, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, run the he's, point? He's about like Ohio's height. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just thought that was bad. interesting. I, I, I don't know if we'll see a lot of that. It's, it's um, not going to happen, I don't think, unless there's injuries, I guess. Yeah. But, but not like Plummer? I mean, he could do it. I I, I don't know. Didn't, didn't see Plummer handle the ball much. He He's a shooter. Shooter shoot, as they say. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I had a comment that I already forgot about that I was going to say. Good. So I guess we can just move on to the other thing. Okay. That was an even bet. That was the best transition of the, the whole thing. So I agree. Good work. Thank you. Go ahead. You may do this. Okay. Yeah, you do it. Unless uh, you disagree with what I wrote down. No, I don't have any disagreements because I think that it's all interchangeable for the most part, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning of the bench, as you mentioned. Um, the lineup, we all know it's going to be Curbelo, Frazier, DeMonte, Grandis, and Kofi. I think that'll change eventually. Like last say, How season. long do you think that lasts? Um, I think when they lose to Arkansas after that, probably. Okay. And who do you, do you start Hutcherson over DeMonte? I think it depends on how he's playing, but I would think that would be the guy. Unless they want to, you know, move Grandison up a spot and stick Hawkins in there, yeah. which, you know, they give them some length, which sure. they need because they're pretty small guard. Um, but I don't know. And then the bench, I think Hawkins, Plummer, Hutcherson, interchangeable. I think more so Hawkins and Hutcherson are interchangeable because I, I don't know. Plummer, I feel like he's going to get less minutes than we think. Yeah. Just the sense that I get. Yeah. I could see that. Um, yeah, I don't. I think that you'll. Yeah, I. I think you're right. Go I think ahead. in non-conference we're going to see Omar Payne a lot more. Yeah. Than, than in conference, and I think you know the first two games maybe we'll see Payne more than more than we'd like. Um, freshman, Goody, Podzimski, Melendez, those guys will all play a little bit. I don't know how much. Uh, BBV will probably leave the team midway through the season and transfer. If I had to guess, because you know who wants to be here when you're not going to play. I did, dude. BBVs. I I don't know. I think that they're liking him a little bit. So. I hope that I am wrong about yeah. that. We'll see, though. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Uh, Lieb will never touch the floor unless there's an injury. <laughs> Ever. I mean, there's no way. Uh, you put seven guys out the bench. Let me see here. One, two, three, yeah, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Seven. I mean, we don't think BBV or Melendez is going to play. No, what one? Because the first seven is uh Pazimski, Goody, Payne, Hutcherson, Plummer, Hawkins. You can't count. 
the first seven is right up to Melendez. <laughs> Hawkins, Plummer, Hutcherson, That's Payne, three. Goody, Pinsky. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's six. Can you count? That's six, then seven. You should have numbered somebody, them, to be honest. Somebody, somebody get this guy back in school. Holy smokes. Math was not my best. Uh, so period. what I think is interesting, and I did write down which freshman do you think will have the biggest impact. Um, it, it, I like everybody was really high on Melendez when he came. And I know that he's – I believe that he was the least uh, highly rated uh, guy coming in. But it seemed like people thought that he would would move in and you know take take a spot or you know get more playing time. But it doesn't seem that it seems like like they're really high on Luke Goody. Um, that is probably the freshman we're going to see the most. Um, he was the uh, top first guy in the class to commit, right? So I agree. Yeah, so, loyalty or something. I, I think know. he'll have the biggest impact. I just think that he seemed like he he was more up to speed um, with the pace. And I know that, like I said, they were playing St. Francis. So we'll see, we'll see how up to, you know, big 10 play or, you know, actual D one play these, these freshmen are, I, I think that the, there's a big learning curve there. So, but I think they're all going to, they're all going to have their minutes and they're all going to do good things for the team. Um, I just don't know how, much if if they're going to be needed as much as we think you know we, they probably were when Illinois signed them so yeah which one of these guys transfers after the season you think uh Brandon no <laughs> out of the freshman yeah <sighs> hopefully none of them what a cop if I, had to, if I had to pick one I'd say Melendez yeah that's what I was thinking I would say all of them, but um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Melendez to Missouri next year. Uh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay, way too early draft projections. Yeah. Uh, Where'd you get these from? I don't know. Some guy tweeted them. Credit Twitter.com. <laughs> Some rando. I think I probably deleted it too. Anyways. Yeah, whatever. Uh, cares. These yeah. look like trash anyway. Yeah, Curbelo 34, Kofi 97. It's the top 100, so uh, Kofi 97. Kofi coming back next season? Kofi senior year? Why not? I mean, if he's not if he's not projected to be drafted after the season, I mean, like, why not? I don't think back? that you can, until they play this year, and you see, like, like Kofi did hit, like I said, hit a 15-footer. Um, you know, if his game expands just a little bit, I think that he's going to move up. Way too early means what the hell am I doing this for? There's yeah, why are we even talking about it? But you know, yeah. sometimes you just need to kill five minutes or so. So and we got about one we, there. All right, on to the next two. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh November watch party schedule. The watch parties are looking to be more prominent this season, hopefully, as yes. we um you know embark upon this season. And uh third season, I think, of the podcast. And the team was good. Yeah, I don't think great. we had any watch parties the first year, right? No, we didn't. We started that last. I think the Mizzou one might have been the first one. Mm-hmm. Really set the uh, standard in terms of the. Um, yeah, I think we started zero for three in our watch parties or something like that. And then people told us to stop doing it as if we had an actual impact <laughs> on the game, which we don't. But if you think that we do, I'm cool with that. Um, so these dates are subject to change around. Uh, not my schedule, your schedule, I guess. Technically, true. 
you know, yeah, I don't know you don't have it. a schedule. We know. Or maybe some new features to the watch party this season, a couple of different things that we're incorporating. So you'll see that, which you'll see that on November 9th. If you pay a lot of money, you might get your name on our banner. Ooh, you better watch out. <laughs> maybe like a thousand bucks would do it. Um, November 9th, Tuesday, Jackson State, first game of the season. We'll be doing one 730 Central. Uh, Big Ten Network is what that game is on. So I guess we'll probably be live about 715 do that other stuff, pregame stuff. Hopefully they win by like 40 and uh, we can go on from there. Yeah. And then we'll also do one, the third game of the season, Monday, uh, November 15th at Marquette, six o'clock central FS one. That is the Gavit games BS with the terrible slate. That'll be an interesting game though. First real challenge of the season, I would say, unless somehow Jackson state and Arkansas state play well, but uh, that I don't see happening. Then Let's hope not. we have uh, Monday, the 22nd Cincinnati, They'll be playing them 5.30 Central on ESPN News for some reason. So I guess they got some other BS sport going on that night. I guess Monday Night Football Usually, will still be going ESPN on. ESPN News like the carryover if a game goes into overtime? Pretty much, yeah. Jeez. Or the ESPN app, I guess, now. I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's, everything's changing. But I, then I'm assuming we'll probably, if we do the Monday game Cincinnati, which it looks like we will, might as well do the next game, which if they lose will probably be K-State. If they win, it'll be Arkansas. Uh, TBD on that time, but that's also Tuesday the 23rd. Right. And then there's a couple other games like the Notre Dame game we won't be doing, but there's a couple other games as well. Then December, I'm sure we'll try to do the majority of those as well. Um, So, yeah, we'll come to you with the December schedule at the end of November, probably. It's going to be exciting, folks. It better be. I mean, you know, you you might want to turn it off at the end after a loss, but come in and watch us watch a game. So. It's exciting. It's a new thing, you know. People are doing it. People are we usually get it. we usually get other teams' fans more than we get Illini fans. So, which I think is you, very good. If you guys could come in there and support the Illini a little bit for us, so Ethan doesn't have to cuss them all, all the little twelve-year-old kids out, we'd appreciate it. So, if there's any Jackson State fans out there, join us on Tuesday, November 9th. Uh-huh. I assume the first game will maybe see some like Arkansas fans or something. Um if they play them in that game. But uh, without further ado, I guess we should get into the season predictions, which pretty accurate. I think we've both been pretty accurate the last couple of years. I think yeah, we're, we're probably some of the best of the best when it comes to predicting the Illini season, probably better than all those beat writers. That's definitely for sure. Who know nothing. They ask stupid questions, terrible questions. <laughs> yeah. Except for Joey Wagner. Good guy. Joey Wagner. Yeah. Shout out to him. Thanks for coming on the show that one time. Doesn't follow us on Twitter, but he came on the show. I like that. <laughs> Keep the boundaries and such. It's good. Right. Uh, okay. Non-conference. I forgot where I put my piece of paper. I wrote down all yeah, the games. You wrote them down? Look at this, dude. They have this thing you can print out. Yeah, and I wrote them on this. Huh. <laughs> all right. My printer was broken up until Did today. Did you do so. scores on all yours, too? I can do them right now. No, let's not. Okay. We'll save that for another day. We do that before the game. We yeah, I just predicted the, the Jackson State score 107 61. So okay. there you go. That's what I got for that. Okay. Um, now, how do you want to do this? Starting a non conference? Yeah, we'll do each say ours. I mean, the non conference, we have the same, so it doesn't matter. I guess not, but let's just, you know, <laughs> um, pretty much winning every single game except for a potential matchup against Arkansas. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there could be another spot where they could lose. 
maybe Arizona, even though I don't think Arizona is that good. Right. I think Arizona's picked to be like third in their conference, though. Yeah, you're about to see something on Friday, what I think of Arizona. I'm not even close to having them a third. Um, Marquette's (laughs) an interesting spot. Yeah. Cincinnati's not very good. Notre Dame's going to be better. I still don't think Notre Dame's a tournament team. I think some people do think they are. I don't see that. Other than that, unless they have a letdown spot, I mean, those uh, Missouri, if they lose to, I'm, I'm giving up almost <laughs> if they lose to them this time. Yeah, might be burning all. If they time. lose to them this season, I think it's just kind of an acceptance. We just can't beat Missouri yeah, anymore. It's, they're just, yeah, better than it's us. It's not a Packers Bears situation, which is right. completely embarrassing for one side. You know, yeah. it's just. Uh, and I think that I think that Marquette game is going to be close. I mean, on the road after you play the likes of Jackson State and Arkansas State, um, going to see Daryl Morsell again. Yeah, I, I just feel like that that could be a that could be a, a game that they may lose. Um, but It'd be very annoying to be like two and one going into the Hall of Fame Classic. It'd be very annoying. Correct. Ranked like not in the top twenty-five. Yeah, if they lost, they would drop to like twenty-three or something, probably. Mm-hmm. Not too worried about that yet, though. Yeah, it's still a month away. Well, not a month. Maybe but they, like if they days. lose to Marquette, maybe they beat Arkansas and and win the Hall of Fame Classic. So they're gonna beat Cincinnati first, to be fair. Which True. Cincinnati not very good. Very um, let's go a little in depth here. The conference, the conference schedule is <clears throat> rough. Normal, you know, like it's always gonna be pretty hard. Yeah, I think they're gonna start out four and zero in conference play. Uh, I agree. I agree. Rutgers, Iowa, Minnesota, Maryland. No reason they can't win all four of those games. I did not put the uh, home and away part on my paper here, so I yeah. don't have. That. Well, Rutgers is at home and Maryland's at home. Um, that's what. That's why I think that they'll they'll win those first four. The only thing that worries um, me about Minnesota just terrible. Yeah, the only thing that worries me about Minnesota, who's also terrible, most people have Minnesota being last in the conference. Yeah, is that we don't have. We don't have um, Underwood with the ability to dog walk Patino like he usually does. True. True. So they have a different philosophy. So maybe we'll win by 20 instead of 30. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Fifth game of the year. You have them losing, huh? I have them losing at Nebraska. I'm telling you. Nebraska is going to be better than last season. They're still not going to be very good. What do they do up there? They pound nails or something? Is and think Nebraska about this. Or is that Rutgers? That is uh, Rutgers. Oh. Not, not, I mean, what are you doing? Red teams, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of. I don't teams. know. Do I look like John Rothstein? No, not really. Um, Nebraska has good players. Like their backcourt's pretty good, and they're returning a lot of guys. Plus, Illinois would have lost at Nebraska last year if I didn't take the game over. So, I just feel it a little bit of a weird like fifth it. game of the season loss. To Nebraska, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I'm just going to go with it. Uh, then six games, Michigan. Yep. I think they'll win that at home. At home. Yep. Oh, Jawan Howard needs to prove to me that he can beat Illinois, which maybe he will later in the season, like I think. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, Purdue, seventh game of year. I'm not sure where that game's at. It's at, I home. It's at home. Yeah, it's, I still think they lose. They, yeah, well, that's my – They play so they play Michigan at home on a Friday, and then they got to turn around and play Purdue at home on Monday. Purdue's so, another team that Illinois owned the last couple of seasons. Though. They have, um, but I, I, I don't know. I and I still think that Purdue has to prove themselves. I know they got everybody back, and you know, Edie's supposed to be better, but he's going to be coming off the bench. 
Um, your boy, uh, Ivy. Stud, big time player yeah. here. Yeah. It's going to happen. So, I, I mean, I – I just, I, I just think that is a tough back to back for them to play Michigan, and you know Michigan's going to be a hype game anyway, so they're just going to, they're going to exhaust everything they have. What if both teams have terrible records, Illinois, Michigan, going into that? I don't see it happening, but nobody's going to care if that happens. What if Illinois is like uh, ten and six? Then Underwood should be fired if they're ten and six. If they start then we, the season then we ten get and six, uh, get them out. Then we get. I don't. Uh, I don't even have the access to that as quickly geez. as I think I do. But I could do it right here, right now. <laughs> Underwood, thin ice. <laughs> there it is. I'm wearing the shirt that I was wearing in that video right now. Watch but yourself. Um, watch yourself. Yeah. Then you have them losing at Maryland. That's interesting. I don't really think Maryland's that good to be honest. At Maryland. Um, See, Maryland was a team that I bought into the hype without really paying attention to early in the offseason. Now I mm-hmm. don't think they're that good. Okay. So I think they'll win that game. Uh, then you have uh, Michigan State and the Northwestern Wisconsin. Next three, I think they win all those games. Same. Um, Indiana and Purdue back to Trace Jackson Davis beating up all over Illinois, huh? Yeah, I feel like uh, going – into Indiana when they're not terrible is going to be hard to kind of win that game. Like last season, they had trouble with them there. Yeah. But um, it, we're in a whole new world now, too. These these guys, I mean, like the freshmen haven't played in front of Pack Stadiums yet. So, yeah. and the well, closest thing they had was is what I mean to say. But well, the Big Ten, know. the Big Ten uh, tournament was pretty loud. But the Big Ten tournament was in a. Yeah, huge football dome. I mean, it's not the same. I, I agree. Care. I don't care how loud it is. <laughs> but how many sophomore players are on this team that are important for that? Corbell is the only one. Two. Who's the other one? Hawkins. Yeah, doesn't count. <laughs> okay. If he's not playing more than 23 minutes a game, he doesn't count. Um, That's a new rule I just made up. Then they go at Purdue. I think they lose that game uh-huh. as well. I Owen two against Purdue, tough call, but you got to go with it. And then Northwestern, and then at Rutgers. Rutgers always a very hard place to play. I still think well, they won that couldn't game. Couldn't get it done last year against them. Should it was so stupid. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then at Michigan State. I got. I don't a see loss. that one happening. No, I don't see that happening. I think they'll lose as well. Um, Ohio State, I'm not sure where that game's at. I think it's at home, at but home. I think they'll lose that game too. Lost to them at home last year. I really love Ohio State. Enough to beat Illinois and to be a decent team, yes. <laughs> uh, Michigan, at Michigan. I don't see it. I don't think they can do it again. Right. So that's a loss. Penn State, Iowa. What a way to finish the regular season. At couple, home. couple easy wins. Easy peasy. So I have them going 13-7 and seven in the Big Ten. I got them fifteen and five uh, losses. Much. Purdue at home, at Maryland, at Purdue, at Michigan State, at Michigan. See, I thought I my original five winning the conference. I mean, my original prediction was fourteen and second six. behind Purdue. <laughs> right, my original prediction was fourteen and six. That so was mine. And then I was like, okay, no way, I'm going to take it down one more notch. Mine was 14 and six, and then I I upped it one because that's how confident I am. That seems to be a bit much. So, so I got them 25 and six for the season. 
You got them 23, 23 and, eight. and 8. Yeah. Um, I have 23 and 8 more conservative. I could even see him dropping, you know, 21 and 10, something like that. I could see that. Um, my official Big Ten top four before, because I'm going to give out the entire thing on mm-hmm. Friday. The top four I have Purdue, Ohio State, Illinois, Michigan. So I think that the conference is going to beat up on each other as is. Usual, so I, think, I still think thirteen and seven is good enough to get them number three. three With seven. like Purdue being like sixteen and four, and no, Ohio three, State no. being fifteen and five. Twenty three and eight in terms of the NCAA tournament is a three or a four or a five, depending mm-hmm. on who you beat. And the Nebraska, if they lose to Nebraska, that could be a tough one to swallow for the committee. Um, even though I do think Nebraska is going to be better, I think I have Nebraska finishing uh, somewhere in the Big Ten that nobody else does. Like six, not that high. No. Okay. Also, I have the Big Ten. You have them making the tournament. No. Okay. Seven bids is what I have for the Big Ten right now. Okay. I don't think Maryland's going to make it. Spoiler alert, because I think Maryland is trash, just like Turgeon. <laughs> that was a little much. They're better than the last season, I think, but not that much better. I don't think that. I, I just I don't buy into the hype. Right. Now, the predictions for the uh, leaders in these categories that we picked feel like complete layups this season. Yeah, they seem pretty easy. Um, I did overestimate my my thoughts on what their numbers would be just because I'm playing the homework card on these. So, Kofi, Jesus. <laughs> Top scorer. Kofi, Kofi obviously. Yeah. 19.6 uh, is what I put it at. You went a little higher. 21.6. Uh, last year, IO averaged twenty point one. So, there's too many, too many players that can score on this team. I agree. Like it kind of felt that yeah. way last year, but also, see, I see, way. I did see, I did Kofi numbers that if he does put up these numbers, he wins National Player of the Year. So that's what I was right. Going for. Even though I think there will be players that have better numbers than him, like Drew Timmy, probably will have like twenty two and twelve. But he's playing the West Coast. Do they, you know, bring right. that into the factor here? Trash. I mean, it's not a great conference, but it's not as bad as people think. Yeah, yeah. I think Ken Palm. Let me look at Ken Palm real quick. I think they had the West Coast the, the, somewhere ranked decently, not terribly, seventh overall out of the thirty-two. What was which that? Is What's Illinois much, in the Ken Palm? Uh, Illinois is fifth. Gonzaga, Michigan. Kansas, Baylor, Illinois, Purdue, UCLA, Ohio State, Villanova, Duke, which I don't know how much of that is based off of last season because Michigan at two seems a bit much. It does. But, yeah, they also have Gonzaga being the number one most efficient offense by far this season. So we'll see if that happens again. There you go. Uh, Rebounding. Did we do that one yet? Nope. I wonder who's going to lead in rebounds. Curbelo. I mean, Kofi. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Kofi. 11.1. I think he's going to average double-double, or he's got a good chance to. I'll say 10.2. I mean, 11.1 is a bit on the high side. Last year he had 9.5. I think he can pull two more down a game. There's going to be more rebounders in this team compared to last season. We'll see. Omar Payne? Rebound City. You think they're going to be on the court together? No, but you know, <laughs> they'll be gathering rebounds and taking them away. They'll be over time. The rebounds will. I don't have a point. Um, 
I was a pretty good rebounder, so that kind of hurt Kofi probably a little bit last season too. But whatever. Uh, assists, everybody knows it's going to be Corbello. It's just how many and will he lead the entire country in assists? Correct. 8.3 is what I put it at. 9.4. You were really going for it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. Steals, Frazier again. Frazier. 1.9. You think 2.1? He averaged 1.3 last season. So. Dude. And you're afraid to pick a breakout player? No, no, I'm going to pick one. You go ahead. Coleman Hawkins. Yep. Coleman Hawkins. Okay, last year I picked Coleman Hawkins. Um, did not do what Don't pick a freshman. That's all you Oh, do. no, I'm picking a freshman because those are the guys that break out, okay? Uh, the you year before, to- I picked my boy Benjamin Bosman Verdonk. He's still with the team. You said that he would transfer two years ago. This year... Taking another freshman. I'm taking Brandon Podzimski. Yeah, I breakout why. player. You guys watch it. He's going to hit two to three threes a game. That's breakout enough. Let's go. I wonder why he's going to. I wonder why you picked him. Um, <laughs> so the the idea of a breakout is a player that didn't do much his first season no. and then broke out the Wrong. second season. Wrong. I think you're it's a guy you don't here. expect to have an impact, but also impact. usually not a freshman. It's fine. You you know you keep taking the, your layups because last year you I'm took taking the Randison, like hey, and, and nobody saw that coming. They didn't. Who did? That was a tough one. I'm you two for two. Take, I thought you only shot threes. Here you're out. Alan Griffin layups. nailed the Alan Griffin one. Taking layups. Two for two. Soon to be three for three. Coleman Hawkins, big season, probably going to average like 25 and 12 with like five assists. I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Last year when we did this, we were on episode number 34. Um, So we've darn near done 40 episodes since then, which is crazy. Well, we do do them a lot. We do do. the season begins, yeah. I don't know. I guess um, the next episode we'll do is a little bit more of a QA and a based deal. Probably the yeah. day before the first game, then preview the first game. I don't know if we'll preview the second game as well, which I believe is on the Friday. Uh, maybe just probably just preview the first game because we could do like a later in the week one. So we're going to do one on Monday, the, the 8th. 8th. Yeah. We're going to do a watch party on the 9th, and then we're going to come back on what? Wednesday? Friday before the game. Friday before the game. I like it. Yeah. And then after that, you'll have probably that game. It's still TBD on old Big Ten Plus. So we could do, and then Monday is uh, the first or the second watch party, the Marquette game, the fifteenth. I don't know when we'll do the episode to review the Arkansas State game, preview the Marquette game, but we'll figure all that out. And uh, yeah, season's about to start. The next time that we will be on here will be the day before the season begins. So yeah, get your questions together. Uh, Come hang out for that next episode. Nobody wanted to hang out here, but I understand, you know. It's all good. It's Tuesday. You guys, you guys listen to us uh, later. but uh, Yes, they do. Absolutely. We get, like, enormous numbers. We're probably, like, the third best line of basketball podcast ever. Ever. And the best current one because all the other ones right now stink. All right. <laughs> uh, all respect to the Ouch. other people. I was just saying that for – With all due respect. And, uh, with, with all, all due respect, respect you stink. stink. Yeah. I don't see what's wrong with that, but 
Uh, All right. Um, episode number 70. Uh, I already forgot the number. 73. 73. We'll be on the Monday at 13 days or whatever. I don't know how to do math, but we'll see you then on the Monday, November uh, uh, 8th for the first game. Goodbye. Later.